My alarm went off as I glanced at my phone. Sweat ran down my forehead and I could hear my heart thumping. Five minutes had passed since I felt like I was going to explode or go crazy or a combination of both. Five minutes of nothing but music, the sound of the jump rope hitting the floor, and the feel of my feet springing lightly off the ground. It felt good. It felt like I could walk back inside our apartment from the balcony and not lash out at my wife or son. It felt like I could get to day 12 of our 14-day quarantine, and honestly, I really needed that. I needed a reset. I needed a mental refresh. I needed something to keep me from going crazy. How does our definition of success shape how we live our daily lives? Join me, your host, Michael Bauman, as we create a life of success by exploring the cutting-edge research in happiness, motivation, psychology, philosophy, and more. Welcome to Thrive Culture Success Engineering. So in this episode, I want to talk about things that we can do during this time to help with our health, help with our fitness, but then also just help with our mental sanity. Right now, with everything that's going on with COVID, we have so much stress on us, whether it's you know financial stress, whether it's stress of working from home, stress of relationships just being cooped up in the same place all the time. So I want to give you some very practical things that you can do to manage this during this time to help yourself keep from going crazy. So in, in relationship to our health, there's the big four. And what that is, is our exercise, nutrition, sleep, and how we manage stress. Now, a lot of these things are things that you probably already know. They may not be things that you're doing right now, but they're things that you probably already know. I want to give you tips for how to get through this time, but also how we can implement these things as habits that helps us get through this time well. So I want to keep this very practical for you and give you specific things that I have actually done personally that have helped me in each one of these areas. For those of you who don't know, before I got into the more whole person success engineering aspect of things, I actually was a personal trainer, a nutrition coach, and then the assistant department head of the gym that I worked at, along with doing some outside consulting for corporate wellness and actually working as a health coach for WebMD. So that gives you a little better idea of my background when I'm making these recommendations. It's always important to check with your doctor first before starting an exercise program as each person is different and the exercises that might be helpful for one person might actually be harmful for another person. So I know that this time it's difficult to check with your doctor about anything because they are busy with COVID, but I needed you to understand that before starting that exercise program on your own. Exercise goes a long way to be able to change our mental states. There's a lot of research around the benefits of giving ourselves brain breaks or even a little bit of time doing something physically active and what that does to increase oxygen flow to our brain, help us think clearer, you know, be more productive, things like that. So in episode eight, I talked about a simple habit that you can implement by doing three squats after you go to the bathroom. This is what I used during this time when we were traveling and you know, basically fleeing one step ahead of the COVID virus. Three squats after I flush the toilet just to do something to move my body. 
I also want to give you the exact stretching routine that I implement on a pretty much daily basis when I wake up. And this helps me just get ready to go for the day, but then also just stretch out any tightness that I feel from sleeping or the tension that we have during this time from stress. So all of these things that I'm going to tell you are just things that you can do in five minutes. They don't take very long because right now it can be difficult to find the time to do longer exercise. You know, while it's not impossible, it can be difficult. My five minute morning stretch routine, I began with alternating two yoga style exercises called the cat and the cow. You're kneeling on your hands and knees and the cat is you arch your back and push your back up towards the ceiling while you exhale. And then the cow, you inhale and then you bring your belly down towards the ground and you look up kind of like you're in the position of a cow. And I take one minute and I just go back and forth between these two. I arch my back up towards the ceiling. Then I breathe in and I arch my back the other way and I just go back and forth. This is an excellent exercise to activate your central nervous system, get you know your spine loosened up for the day. So that's what I do in the first one minute of that five minute morning stretch routine. Then I take two minutes to do a sun salutation. Now this is a series of poses or movements that is used in yoga. And so for me, I'll start in the cobra position. This is essentially if you were lying on the ground, put your hands up by your shoulders, and then you push to arch your arch your back and, and look up. So essentially you look like a cobra. This is a great one for stretching out your thoracic spine and your lower back. So I go from that position into a downward dog. So you push with your hands and you straighten out your legs and you have a straight upper body and you look down towards your toes. So you're making basically a bridge or a triangle with the ideal of being having your ankles trying to touch the ground. So you're stretching out your calves, your hamstrings, and then you're pushing your chest down towards your toes, which stretches out all of your upper body and your chest. So this is called the downward dog position. And I would recommend just looking this up online, sun salutation. You can see the different poses together. So you start with that cobra, you go into that downward dog, then you go into a plank position with your arms straight. So this is basically where your body is parallel to the ground and you have your arms straight and your core tight. And then you can lower your body either all the way down onto the ground or you can lower it down as if you're doing a push-up. And then after that, you go back up into the cobra. So cobra, downward dog, plank, you lower down, back up into the cobra. And I would just repeat that for two minutes. Such a good series of exercises to stretch out your whole body. Again, I just recommend looking it up online, sun salutation. So I start with that cat cow for one minute, do sun salutations for two minutes, and then I do what's called a Spider-Man lunge for another two minutes. Total time, again, it takes five minutes to do. From a standing position, you want to take just about as big of a step as you can take, keeping your back leg straight. You lean over your front leg and almost have your chest touching your front leg. You should feel the stretch in the front part of your back leg. So your quads, the muscle right above your knee, and your hip flexors, the muscles that bend your hips in the front. And I'll hold that for a breath or a couple breaths. Then you straighten out your front leg while still keeping bent over your front leg to do a hamstring stretch. So you should feel this change the stretch to predominantly being on the back of that leg that's in the front, in your hamstrings, your calves. If you can't completely bend that leg, that's okay as well. 
Then from that position, you go back into the deep lunge with your body bent over that front leg, that back leg straight. You take your inside hand and put it down right beside your knee, close to your leg. And with the other hand, you open up your upper body and twist so that hand is pointing towards the ceiling. So you have a straight line from the top of your hand that's pointing towards the ceiling all the way down to the hand that's on the ground in that deep lunge position. Excellent stretch to open up your thoracic spine while stretching out your hip flexors. And then what I'll do is I'll switch legs. So I'll put the other leg forward in that deep lunge position. Then you straighten that leg out. uh, So you stretch out the hamstrings. Then you lean over it again, put the other hand down, open up with that twist, other hand pointed towards the ceiling and stretch out the other side. You want to do that for a two-minute period of time, taking one to two breaths in each position, and it just kind of depends on how long you want to hold that. But like I said, it's five minutes in the morning. That stretch sequence alone went a long way towards helping me feel better and helping me feel loose and relaxed for the day. Then what I implemented during my time when I was traveling is a five-minute body weight workout. You don't need to make this really complicated. You don't necessarily even need weights though they can be helpful and you can do more things with them. These four exercises pretty much get every muscle group in your body. So what I would do is I would do, you know, 10 to 15 squats. You want to make sure with your squats that you're really sitting back as opposed to sitting down. So picture that you're sitting back into a chair with your chest upright. You don't want to have it bent over. You also want to kind of pay attention to whether your knees try to turn in when you do the squat or whether they try to turn out when you do the squat. So you want to make sure that they're keeping straight in line with your toes. As far as your feet go, you want to have pressure from your big toe, from your heel, and from the base of your little toe at all times. It's called a tripod foot. Doing 10 to 15 squats like that. And again, if you're starting off, just put a chair behind you so that you you get the feel for sitting back rather than sitting down. So 10 squats, then 10 push-ups, and the way that you can vary this based on your ability is you can start with the wall, doing push-ups on the wall, then you could lower it down to push-ups on a table or a bench, making sure to keep your body in a straight line, and then you can go all the way down to the floor if that's what you're comfortable with. It's very important when you're doing push-ups to have your hands even with your shoulders, and your head actually goes in front of your hands. A lot of times when people do push-ups, their elbows are going out like a T and then their head is going down right in between your hands. You want your head in front of your hands so that in the down position, your hands are right by your shoulders rather than by your head and your elbows should go back out at a slight angle. So again, you can vary the difficulty with the wall, a table, a bench, or on the ground with that. Then you can do lunges. Now, this is from a standing position, taking a big step forward. When I was a personal trainer, I would have my clients start in the down position. And you want to look at each joint in your legs. Are your ankles at 90 degrees? Is your knee at 90 degrees? Is your hip at 90 degrees? The front knee at 90 degrees and the front ankle at 90 degrees. That's how far you know that that step should be so that everything is at 90 degrees when you're in the down position. From that position, you want to picture that there's a string pulling you up towards the ceiling so that your upper body stays perfectly straight. A lot of times people will lean over that front leg. You don't want that. You want your upper body to stay perfectly straight and you just go down and up, you know, 10 times on one side 
and then you can switch. Put the other leg forward and go down and up where the where the back knee is maybe one inch or so off the ground. It can touch, but you don't want to rest it on the ground during the set. So 10 repetitions on one side for the lunges, 10 repetitions on the other one. And then doing a plank, ideally working up to a minute if you can do that. This is essentially if you are lying down on the ground and you put your elbows right underneath your shoulders and you're resting on your forearms and then you lift off the ground and hold that position. So again, your head should basically be right in between your hands or your fists and your elbows should be right underneath your shoulders. Very important to have a straight line from your shoulders down to your ankles. So you don't want to be sticking your butt up in the air. You don't want to be arching like the cobra I just described where you're arching your back. You just want to have a straight line and you want to hold that keeping the tension in your core. Those four exercises pretty much hit every muscle group in your body. Squats, push-ups, lunges, and planks. I would just go through that one time, take maybe about five minutes to do. If you have extra time, you can go through it another time. And if you have more time than that, you could go through a third time. But even just doing it once goes a long way to just maintaining the muscle that you have and just a small thing that you can do for the fitness as well. Now, an optional thing that you can do to add some exercises in here that don't quite get covered with those four exercises, if you have bands or if you have weights, you can do a bent over row. Now, that's working your back. You can wrap the bands around pole or anything in front of you, hold it with two hands, and then pull your arms back towards your chest so that you pinch your shoulder blades in the back. So it's just that rowing motion, making sure to pinch your shoulder blades in the back when you're doing it, keeping your upper body upright. That gets the back, which is difficult to get in the other four exercises I described. So that's an optional thing that you can do to add with the bands. If you don't have bands or don't have weights, just do the squats, push-ups, lunges, and plank. Just start with what you feel comfortable. Good place to start if you can is 10 for each of those. But if, if you can't do that, just start with what you feel comfortable. Maybe every day you add one. Very simple. The other thing that's just such a great overall exercise for your body is jump rope. And this is what I like doing, five minutes of jump rope. It's actually less impact than running does because running, you're landing on one foot. So all of the impact for your body is going through that one leg. Where jump rope, believe it or not, is actually less impact because you're only going about a couple inches off the ground and most of the time you're landing on both feet together. And what, what happens is the higher the cardio goes above your heart, the more your heart has to work. So because your arms are stretched out to the side, your heart actually has to work harder, which is why you'll notice your heart rate go up quicker than even some exercises like running and things like that. You're also getting your upper body into it as well as far as shoulders and things like that. It's great for agility. There's a lot of practical reasons for it. And I just find it's such a great mental reset for me. Five minutes of jump rope and then I can move on. In the exercise category, you can do, you know, three squats after going to the bathroom, the five minute morning stretch routine, which is that cat cow sun salutation, and then the two minutes of that Spider-Man lunge. Or you could do a five minute body weight workout with your squats, push-ups, lunges, and planks, or five minutes of jump rope. You can really choose doing one of these consistently, or maybe you can do a little bit of stretching and a little bit of workout. All are great options. Some apps that you can actually check out, and I've used all of these personally, 
A really cool app that I like is called Bodyweight Training, Your Gym. And this is Mark Lauren's workouts. This is essentially all these exercises you can do with your body and you can kind of design your own and you can design it based on the time that you have as well. And an app that's similar to this is also called Swerk It and it takes the time you have available and just customizes the workouts for you or you can go through different programs. I also really like the app called Yoga Studio. There's tons of different yoga classes, beginner, intermediate, advanced ones, everything for strength, balance, flexibility, pretty much anything that you can think of. The sun salutations that I talked about are in there, and it's just so simple and easy to use. And then the workout program that I actually use is called gymnasticbodies.com. Now, this one is more intense and it's on the more advanced side of things to work towards some of the very advanced body weight exercises, but I found it just works very well for me for my own personal training. It's also what Tim Ferriss uses and recommends in his book, uh, Tools of the Titans. So those are some really practical apps that you can use to help you during this time for exercise. Let's move on to talking about nutrition. One of the biggest ways that you can help your nutrition during this time is to shape your environment. So there's a rule in nutrition coaching that says essentially if it's in your house, especially during this time, you or one of your family members will eventually eat it. So if you have, you know, junk food or things like that, if it's in your house, you're going to eat it sometime during this time. So you can ask yourself how much of a change you're willing to make and you're ready to make at this point. But a great way to make a change is to actually just get rid of some of those things that you know is not healthy for you. And when I worked as a nutrition coach, I would have my clients create a green light, yellow light, and red light foods. So green light foods are all those foods that you know support you being healthy and vital and having energy and you know that they're good for you. And then red light foods is the things that you know are not good for you. You know the things that if you start, just go down the path of can't really stop eating them. And then yellow light is obviously the ones in the middle. It might be something like nuts or almonds that can be healthy for you. But if you know that you eat them a bunch, you know that that might not be the greatest option for you. So you make this list of green light, yellow light, red light foods, and then you shape your environment to either remove the red light foods. If you feel like you can do that at that point, it's a great step. Or if there's other members of your family that you know will eat those and you can't convince them to get rid of them, you can put them in an upper cupboard somewhere where you don't see it, that out of sight, out of mind thing. And you can negotiate with the members of your family saying, hey, I want to be healthy or I want to try to make healthier choices. Can I put these foods up in a place where we can't see them? And then you make the green light foods as readily available as possible. So whether that's, you know, chopping up the carrots and the cucumbers in advance and you have those available to having fruit maybe out on the table or some nuts that are readily available for you. It's making it as easy as possible to eat those healthy foods. Now with nutrition, there's five habits that if people did these five things, probably 80% of people would reach their goals. So it's not really about the complexity. It's all about consistently doing what you know you need to do. The first habit is eating slowly. Our body actually has a natural way to let us know when we're full, but it takes 20 minutes for our body to let us know that we're full. So if you're eating really, really quickly, which a lot of times is what we do when we're on the run and things like that, we can't actually allow our body to let us know when we're full. So a fantastic habit to start with is just try to eat 
over a 20 minute period of time. You can set a timer on your phone. There's a bunch of timers that relate to eating that are 20 minute to make sure you're eating slowly and really stopping to appreciate the tastes and the smells, the flavor, the texture of your food. It also upgrades your appreciation and mindfulness around the food. And then along with that, stopping when you're 80% full. Think about that 100% feeling of full. Stopping, there's still a little bit of hunger there. It's just a great habit to get into. Not like you're starving yourself. And this is something that you're going to have to experiment with. You're just stopping when you're about 80%. If you did no other habit, this would be the one that I'd recommend to start with or to implement. This was the one that I would always reset with my clients on when they would go on cruises or they go on vacation, which I know both of those things are pretty much out right now. But whenever we have things that are not in the routine or when we have holidays and Christmas and Thanksgiving, if people just did this and paid attention to stopping to eat when they're 80% full and eating slowly, it would go such a long way to controlling our portions. Now, the other four habits have to do with our food choices and making sure we get high quality food choices. The next habit after that is shooting to get unprocessed protein at every single meal. Now, instead of using all these various methods that we have to track our food consumption, whether it's tracking calories or grams of protein, things like that, a very simple way is if you look at your hand, the palm of your hand, the width and the thickness and the size of it, that should be about how much protein you're getting at a meal. For women, it's about one palm. For men, it's about two palms at every meal. Now, what falls in this category, and ideally we want these least processed, so not necessarily deli meat or hot dogs, things like that. This can be your different types of meats, so chicken, even like lean beef or you know pork chops, fish, eggs fall in that protein category. Greek yogurt is actually an excellent source of protein. And then you have various protein powders. And if you're more on the vegetarian side, you have beans, tofu, quinoa, edamame that fall into that category of getting you your protein. So the next habit would just be making sure you're getting unprocessed protein or minimally processed protein at every meal. And habit after that is veggies. Getting one to two fists. If you look at your closed fist, one to two fists of vegetables at every meal. Again, for women, it's usually one. For men, you could do two or simply just trying to fill up half your plate with that. So maybe some green beans, maybe a little bit of salad. That's an excellent thing and it goes such a long way towards your overall health. Then the fourth habit, is getting unprocessed carbohydrates, replacing your processed carbohydrates with unprocessed carbohydrates. So if you cup your hand as if you're holding water, that's about the size of how much unprocessed carbohydrates you have. Now, unprocessed carbohydrates are things like brown rice, quinoa, sweet potatoes, all of your fruit would fall under that category, beans, whole grain breads, Trying to get it as close as possible to the original grain is a lot of times the best option. And the farther away that we get from that, like fried foods, cakes, sweets, stuff like that, obviously is very processed carbohydrates. Then that last habit is making sure to get healthy fats in our diet. Most of the American diet consists majority of saturated fat, which isn't necessarily a problem in and of itself. 
but it's because it's so out of balance with your unsaturated fats. That is where it can cause inflammation and you can get problems. Saturated fat is typically found in your meat, your dairy, your fried foods, etc. But if we bring that into balance and kind of bring balance to the force, so to speak, with more unsaturated fats like nuts, any type of nut is a good option. Your seeds like chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds, avocado is a great option. Olive oil, cooking with olive oil, you know, even fish oil, some fish oil supplements and things like that are good options to do as for your healthy fats category. So if you were to do those five things, again, it would probably help 80% of people get to those goals. I would recommend picking one habit, whichever one you feel like you could do the easiest and doing that for about a two week period of time, just tracking. You can even keep a little checklist and you know put happy faces or check marks if you completed it or X's if you didn't and track to see how many, how many days out of that 14 day period you can do that specific habit. A great one to start with is that eating slowly, but you don't have to pick which one you feel like would be easiest. And then after you do that for two weeks, if you feel confident with it, move on to another one. So again, the five habits, eat slowly and stop when you're 80% full. Make sure you try to have unprocessed protein, one to two palms at each meal, one to two fists of vegetables at every meal, replacing your processed carbohydrates with unprocessed. And again, one about one cupped hand for women and two cupped hands for men. And then your healthy fats. Healthy fats, I forgot to say, but about one thumb, which is not a lot about one thumb for women and two thumbs for men of your healthy fats as you know even though they're healthy they do have a lot higher amounts of calories in them now some resources that I would recommend in the nutrition area is a company called Precision Nutrition they are essentially the gold standard for nutrition coaching and professionals that you know get their certifications in this area I got multiple certifications through them and I cannot recommend their information that they provide highly enough they Everything that they do is based in research, is based in science, it's scientifically validated, and so any content they put out, you know it's backed by the latest research in that category. Now, I don't get any referral income or kickbacks or anything like that by recommending Precision Nutrition or even any of those other apps that I'd recommended as well. These are just things, like I said, that I use personally that I found to be helpful in different parts of my life, and I wanted to share them with you because I know that they can be helpful for you during this time. To sum it up, Essentially, doing something active is incredibly beneficial for you during this time, whether it's a little bit of jump roping, stretching or yoga, or even just a couple of squats after going to the bathroom. It really does go a long way to changing your mental state and releasing some of the tension. And then also on the nutrition side of things, trying to shape your environment, consider making that green light, yellow light, red light foods, and then trying to either get rid of or change the location of some of those foods can help you be healthy during this time. Then try taking one of those five habits that I recommended. So eating slowly, stopping when you're 80% full, one to two palm-sized portions of unprocessed protein, one to two fists of veggies, one to two cupped hands of unprocessed carbohydrates, 
or one to two thumbs of healthy fat and try consistently implementing that into your routine for two weeks. You can use the tiny habits method that we talked about in episode five to do that and just see if that doesn't change how you feel during this this time when we're, we have all the social distancing, we're having to restrict our outings and things like that. Now, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about those other two pillars in terms of our overall health. So talk about how we can handle stress well and then how we can also help sleep well. And those really go hand in hand with each other, as do all of these things for our overall health. I hope to see you back for another episode of Thrive Culture Success Engineering with your host, Michael Bauman. If you enjoyed this show, it would mean a lot to me if you left a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help people find the show. Until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you.